For some reason, I've always had the drive to max out every area of my life. I saw life as a video game. My mind, body, spirit, and finances were the traits that I had to gain experience in. I wanted to become multidimensionally jacked. Maybe because I started questioning the default path early. Maybe because I noticed how unhappy, overweight, and miserable people seemed. Maybe because I observed how people limited their opportunities by taking a specific path in life. It didn't make sense to follow what most people do because that would lead to a life that most people have and that isn't pretty. The problem with the default path in life or your trajectory that you are set on and conditioned into since birth is compartmentalization, specialization, and niching down. We are trained to focus on one dot instead of the lines that connect the dots. In school, we learn biology, chemistry, math, literature, and more. We go to individual classes that don't connect the dots between them all. It lacks holism, creativity, and the kind of practicality that gets abnormal results. After school, we narrow our minds further on what we think we want to be for the rest of our lives. We're expected as teenagers to choose one of infinite paths in life when we haven't even started our real life. How can we know exactly what we want? There doesn't seem to be a greater recipe for misery than to focus on one thing for the rest of your life. This strips our curiosity and creativity from us. It leads to a world where warriors lack brains and intellectuals lack balls. A philosopher will ignore the practical aspects of life simply because they identify as a philosopher. They are an intellectual, not a warrior. But the main question of philosophy is how does one live the best life? And so if a philosopher can't build a business or manage their emotions or create fulfilling relationships, then their philosophy means absolutely nothing. And the same thing goes for something like the reductionistic approach to science, where you throw a frog in a blender and you observe its parts, but that lacks the holistic nature of the frog. That limits the discoveries that can be made rather than observing the frog in its environment and how it moves. Even if you put it in an environment that you create, that still there's no frogs interacting with it. It's not able to travel. It's not able to do its own thing. And so observing and studying and taking every single piece, taking the universe into account and like a cone coming down from the sky, this is metaphorical, analogous, where truth is this big picture narrowed in on one small aspect of reality and making discoveries that way, like a spotlight. The effects of compartmentalized learning destroy our individual potential. So now we need to discuss the modern or the digital renaissance man. So here's a graphic where the digital renaissance man is self-educated. They pursue their curiosity. They build digital leverage. They embark on physical training. They are health conscious. They socialize. They dedicate time to purposeful work and they are spiritually inclined. Because at birth, we are prescribed a certain way of life. Go to school, get a job, find a partner, try to squeeze in activities that make life good, retire at 65, and never work again when work is a necessary part of life that should involve investing our attention in what we deem enjoyable. In school, we're told to pick a major. In business, we're told to pick a niche. So we neglect the other areas of study that make those things work better and our results suffer because of it. Creativity is the path to wealth, mental and financial. And creativity requires a high level of understanding focused on a specific problems like the cone. We are smack in the middle of a second golden age. There is so much information on the internet that it becomes overwhelming. There is no way you can learn everything, but you can learn quite a bit. People still live in a paradigm where they have to get very good at one thing. 
because in the past, that's what the environment required for success. Now, success is reserved for the value creator, the specialized generalist, the new renaissance man, the digital renaissance man, somebody who can study diverse interests, create value from them, and sustain an enjoyable lifestyle like I teach in digital economics. So before we dive in, I have an announcement. I am running one last solopreneur sprints before the year ends. And this may be the last one simply because I'm building a new software business and we're going to transfer the sprints over to that. There's going to be different topics. So this is the last time the sprints on the one person business model will actually be a thing. So if you're interested in creating your niche of one, building a name for yourself, and creating profitable career and business opportunities, writing about your interests, and hopefully discovering your life's work, I would encourage that you at least check it out and enroll before the closing date. The link is in the description, Solopreneur Sprints. We live in very interesting times where there is an overabundance of information, but it's only overwhelming to those that don't have goals and intentions behind their learning. Because that's how you learn everything, is you filter signal from noise in every single piece of information that you process in alignment with the conscious goals that you set for yourself, not the goals that someone set for you. Because when you are born, people are just projecting goal after goal after goal that shapes your behavior and what you do. And so you perceive life through that lens and you attempt to survive to achieve those goals. Those goals are how you survive and you interpret information and learn in that fashion. The creator economy emerged and it started condensing information into actionable courses on things like business, health, wealth, relationships, etc. Content courses and books are like zip files for your mind in the modern world. It no longer takes four to 12 years, $40,000 and a piece of paper to make a replaceable income. But this implies personal responsibility. Nobody is there to hold your hand. So here's what you do. The first thing is that you have to become nobody, become labelless, become everything, be a designer, writer, marketer, socializer, runner, bodybuilder, philosopher, scientist, psychologist, and polymath that knows how to sustain their obsessive curiosity. Subscribing to one's skill, ideology, or identity limits your potential in every situation. The universe is a shapeshifter. It is in constant flow. The oceans evaporate, condense in the clouds, rain down into puddles, and the water inevitably finds its way back. Nothing is permanent. Your cells are completely different from just a few years ago. Your interests are allowed to change. Your mind is allowed to change. You are allowed to change. Become the universe. Point number two is the curiosity compass. As a kid, people would discourage going through a phase. Now, I had my emo phase in high school. I had my bodybuilder phase. I had my raver phase. And all of them have shaped who I am today because evolution is about transcending and including. And so you transcend and you pull the good parts up with you where I have learned different things throughout my life when I went through those phases and was obsessively curious and experiencing life in those domains, whether it be the gym bro phase, the emo phase with different music, and even the raver phase and meeting people, meeting interesting people at raves. But that's the thing is that there's absolutely nothing wrong with experimentation. There is absolutely something wrong with conforming to the whims of others. And this even goes for something like going through a phase where you just have to consistently check in with yourself and make sure that you are thinking independently and not completely relinquishing your autonomy just because you want to fit in with that specific group. Prescriptions, roadmaps, and long curriculums are not bad, but they narrow your mind on a specific outcome with specific advice to reach that goal. This is useful, but should not be treated as a one-and-done type of deal. That's how you get trapped in a miserable life. There is one pattern I've noticed in both myself and those I aspire to be like. They don't limit what they learn to one thing. 
everything connects. By pursuing what you're curious about, not only are you motivated to learn, but pattern recognition increases meaningful dopamine in the brain to help you solidify high-level knowledge. Focus on one thing is good advice, but only if that one thing is a massive unrealistic goal that requires you to focus on a plethora of skills, interests, and experiences to achieve that goal or at least make it close to achieving that goal. It is wise to become obsessively curious with a skill for one to two months so that you can add it to your toolbox and then when you move on to the next one, you do it from a place of better experience and you're able to notice more and you're able to acquire skills faster and all of them combine and culminate into this very unique skill set that nobody else has because you are pursuing curiosity and nobody has the same curiosities as you. By pursuing curiosity, you are separating yourself from the competition because you are creating something truly unique, not only a skill set, but what you are able to produce in terms of like a product or service for someone else so that you can earn an income from it. Or just when you communicate, you don't want to be the same as everyone else. And so the best way to do that is to diversify through curiosity. And even in business, when you niche down for too long or too far niche down, then you just become a glorified search engine. You lack depth. You lack depth and personality. You lack the thing that the future will require. People have explored the niche areas of life enough, right? You you don't have to subscribe to one little path like, oh, I'm going to be a biologist. I'm going to be a chemist. I'm going to be something else. You can become everything nowadays simply because the learning is available with courses, content, books, etc. So readily available information and your ability to really do anything that you want. You can write content. You can build a readership. It's, it's all pointing to the creator economy and just distributing the value that you've cultivated over time. But most people don't cultivate that value. So the people that do and can pursue their curiosity for one to two months on end obsessively for the thing that they discover through experimentation because there's going to be certain things that don't resonate with you. But when you actually do that, then over the course of one, two years, you launch ahead of 99% of people. And so that's the third point here is that you have to invest in your education. In this life, you own one thing, your mind. Everything else can be taken away from you. There is one thing that the school system did get right, which is consistent daily education in hopes for a better future. But schools don't prioritize curiosity, so most people hate learning by the time they graduate. Learning is the foundation of the human experience, and once you stop, you die. Hammer it into your head that you have to be learning something, anything, every single day. No matter if it's 10 minutes or three hours, your future depends on it. It really does. There is no other way to discover a new potential for your life so that you can actually move in a new direction that wasn't assigned to you because you can't act on opportunities that don't exist to you. And you can't even register specific opportunities because you have to get to a specific level by doing your own thing enough to actually be able to note that because you have the skill to do so. See, if I haven't even started a business, I'm not going to be able to see someone, let's say on the internet and be like, oh, this guy has this business. I have this offer. He's going to be able to pay me this much. I'm going to reach out to him in a way that I know how to do and then eventually systemize that into a way that consistently gets me those clients. You, you don't know what to do because you haven't started doing anything. When you stop learning, your life stops progressing. You stop growing. The psychological benefits and feel-good chemicals stop flowing. Life gets mediocre and repetitive. You become mechanical and robotic. And so we've talked about learning a lot through curiosity, education, becoming nobody, doing everything. But learning means nothing without building. So in my new book, The Art of Focus, which I am launching a keepsake edition, a keepsake box, this won't be a normal book launch. Uh, there is an updates link in 
the description if you want to join and get updates on that. But in the book, I have a section on the philosophy of the builder. Because one pattern I've noticed in my life is that I've always carved out time to build something of my own. Schoolwork, client work, and projects assigned to me at a job were necessary, but didn't get me the fulfillment I was looking for. My life was the meta project that was built through a series of personal and business projects. Projects frame your attention and learning. When your focus is on that which you are building, all information that you are exposed to is filtered through that lens as long as you remain focused on the project. The source of learning is struggle, not memorization. You must encounter a problem, discover the solution to that problem, and integrate it into your life. To identify a problem, you need a goal. To solve a problem, you need to create a solution. To create a solution, you need a project to invest your attention in for the next one to six months. This is what I do every single morning. This is what I mean by I've always had a project to build. With my focused work and deep work and four-hour workday philosophy, the first block of every single morning was that high lever project that I was building out that would lead me to the life that I wanted. And even when I was working a nine to five, I still had that hour every single day that I was building something. I was making progress no matter how slow it was. And when I say project, I mean something that is measurable and documented. And it doesn't have to be something like a physical product where you're like, you think of project and you're like, oh, I need a hammer. I need nails. I need wood. I need to like arts and crafts. That's not what I mean. It can be as simple as having like a weight training log for going to the gym and tracking your food, tracking your weight and researching and learning about fitness information along the way so that you can correct your actions along the way because you're not going to be able to actually register a problem when you are consuming the education that you're trying to learn because you aren't doing anything that would make you realize you have that problem. It's just going to go in one ear and out the other. And so the same holds true for business is when you are building a product or when you're building a brand, you have the project consists of levers that you're removing every single day and it has milestones. It has different things, components of the project that you have to piece together. So let's start there. The first thing you need is big, irrational goals followed by small, rational steps. Again, we have the cone shape that dictates truth. One habit to build your mind, one habit to build your body, one habit to build your business. Experiment until you can find the ones you can stick with for life. In five years, you won't be the same person. Big goals are better than small goals because they give you the vision, motivation, and long-term focus necessary to see them through. Because I get more excited about wanting to build a million-dollar business in one year instead of sending 10 networking emails a day. I get more excited looking shredded on the beach this summer than I do meal prepping for the week or having the weekly goal of meal prepping. So to embark on the journey of becoming multidimensionally jacked, you need to create a big goal for each pillar of your life. The first is mind. How do you want to handle emotions and stress? Do you want to have the same mediocre mindset as everyone else? Second is body. How do you want to look and feel? How does that impact other areas of your life? like how others perceive you and throw opportunities at you. The third is spirit. Do you feel like life lacks meaning, wonder, and fulfillment? Do you feel like life is happening to you or that you are flowing with life? The fourth is business. How much money do you want to make? Why? Do you want that money to come from a purposeful endeavor, unlike 90% of jobs? And the problem is that most people stop here. They mentally masturbate over their goals and they tell people about it, which is scientifically shown to increase dopamine levels in the brain as if you achieve that goal and you end up never making any meaningful progress towards them. So the second step is to outline a project for each domain of life. The goal is the what, 
the vision is the why and the project is the how. Now that we have a vision and motivation for our goals, we need to gain clarity. Projects have a goal, process, and priority actions to knock out on a daily basis. So what can you do every single day that will move the needle toward your goals? What aspects of your goals do you need to educate yourself on to make better decisions? How can you document your progress in a way that keeps you motivated to come back tomorrow? So in a notebook where hopefully you wrote down your goals, I hope you're not just watching this and learning without building, I want you to create a simple project for each goal. So first thing you write down is the milestones. So write down tangible milestones with realistic timelines. The second is variables. Write out each variable that will help you achieve the goal. For health, it's nutrition, training, sleep. For business, it's product, traffic generation, content, etc., etc. You can figure that out. The third is principles, the priority actions that will move the needle forward. And the fourth is the skills, the skills you have to acquire to actualize that goal. This brings even more clarity to changing your life. Now, the third thing we need to understand is that you want to start, then learn. If you want to learn faster, don't start learning. First, outline a project. Second, start building it out. Third, learn along the way. Too many people get trapped in tutorial hell, stacking up useless knowledge as brain fog. Start encounter a problem and experiment with different techniques to solve that problem. And when I was learning Photoshop, I would try to learn everything before even using the software. And when I did start using the software, it was starting over from scratch. I didn't know anything. I had to supplement with specific tutorials and videos that were like create with me or here's me building out a piece in Photoshop. And I had to figure out just what to do along the way, where if I had a problem and I watch a video, then I, that problem is in my head and I'm going to see what the other person is doing and I'm gonna remember that much, much more and I'm gonna be able to go back to my project and fix it. And this is why you need that constant balance of learning, building, learning, building, learning, building. You can't have one without the other. You can't have output without input. So as you can tell, I would highly recommend a general education habit. Literally just 10 to 30 minutes a day of listening to a YouTube video that interests you or a podcast or reading part of a book or reading like a short form summary, like with the app short form or really anything like that. Just learn something. The last and fourth thing that we have to touch on here is lifestyle design through habit formation. Build your mind with books, self-reflection and writing. Build your body with the gym, long walks and nutrient dense foods. Build your business with skill acquisition, problem solving and self-promotion. Becoming multidimensionally jacked is the path to the good life. The difference between you and who you want to become are the habits that compose your lifestyle. Think about it. Do mentally, physically, or financially jacked people just wake up with the best mind, body, and business one day? Or do they have tiny actions they take on a daily basis that maintains their progress and builds towards a better future? And most people will tell you to stop playing video games, to stop going out, and to stop distracting yourself. And I agree, but I don't. I still play video games here and there, maybe like four to five hours a week, if that, maybe like two to five, it varies, right? It's not habitual. And I still go out with friends and stay up late, but that's like every two to four weeks, it really just depends. I have other things to do. I have my priorities straight. And so when the time comes up, I can actually think critically about that and make a good decision. And so the reason I outpace 95% of people is that I front load my mornings with needle moving tasks. Between 5 a.m. and 11 a.m., I go on a run three to four days a week. Otherwise, I go on a walk the other days to maintain that habit of going outside. I write my newsletter and content for one hour. This sustains 95% of my business. Remember, principles. I build out a new project. Right now, it's my book launch and software company. I hit the gym six to seven days a week. I take walks in between all of those activities. I cook nutrient-dense meals that take 10 to 15 minutes to prepare and eat out 
for dinner quite a bit. I'm hovering around 4,500 calories a day. This is a picture of me right now, just to <laughs> throw post physique, show proof that I'm not just like hiding in an oversized tee right now. And I understand that not everyone can do this because of time constraints, but like, there is something you can do. There's some part of your life that you can change. And once you stop believing that, you're fucked. And you may not be able to do it right now, but you can do what you can right now so that you can do what you want in the future. And as you get results from your efforts, you become more efficient at what you do. Time will free up since that should be a sub goal for almost every goal you set. It's a great way of measuring progress. When in doubt, waking up an hour earlier unlocks the distraction-free time that will solve most of your problems. That's it for this video, my friends. I appreciate you watching The Art of Focus coming soon. Check the links in the description for Solopreneur Sprints that is starting on September 12th. Enrollment will close that date. If you want to build the foundation of your one-person business and productize yourself and talk about your interests and just create meaningful work for yourself, hopefully your life's work. Other things in the description as well. I appreciate you, my friends. Peace.